Support for this episode of This Week in Jackassery was provided by... Nobody! Nobody sponsored this podcast. Nobody sponsored this podcast. Maybe you should. You should do it! To sponsor This Week in Jackassery, go to thesnapdownload.com slash sponsor. Thesnapdownload.com slash sponsor! Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 22 of This Week in Jackassery. I'm Shane Barnhill. I'm the editor of The Snap Download, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, The Snap Download's Adrian Bottinger. Hi, Adrian. Hey, Shane. How you doing? Great. How have you been? I've been pretty good. I'm looking forward to today's episode. Yeah, same here. And so in today's episode, we are going to make our Jackassery nominations like we always do. We'll talk about the things that are driving us to drink this week, and there's never a shortage of... Uh, Stuff for that segment. I'm looking forward to finding out what you're drinking today. I'm looking forward to drinking it. So yeah. <laughs> same here. And we'll play the uh, the game Rad or Bad, where that's probably the most fun part of the show, at least for us. And we've had a few drinks by then, so we're, we're nice and lubricated. <laughs> and then lastly, we'll end up with proof that everything doesn't suck in the world, which is always a good chaser for us, I think. I do too. And this week, I've, I've come up with two. So. Oh wow! Once again, nice work. Yeah. All right. So first up, our namesake segment, <clears throat> This Week in Jackassery. Who do you have this week, Adrian? I have all of the people who are spending an inordinate amount of time whining about the primary process of this election. <laughs> <laughs> I may be somewhat guilty of that from time to time. Go ahead. Well, and, and I think I even I have, I have a little bit myself, but it, it's like, I've been finding myself, you know, raising my fist to the sky and screaming, starting to do now, like, none of this crap is new. This is <laughs> this is how party processes work. If you are actually a member of the major party and you've been remotely conscious of it and you've been participating, you realize that this shit was really complicated and the parties are in charge of choosing who represents them. Right. So that's why it's picking the nominee for a specific party and not just, like, a series of popular people who are popular from one minute to a minute. So, like, one minute to the next. So, we've had a lot of whining from that whiny whiner, uh, Donald J. Trump. Uh, Trump. <laughs> Trump. I can't even remember his real name now. Trump. <clears throat> yeah, make him make him Trump again. He's talking about the system being rigged. And also, some of the Bernie bros um, have been pretty mouthy about what's been going down in the Democratic Party. But if you don't like how the parties are organized, get involved. Like, honestly. Don't wait until now, until your candidate starts not doing so great, but actually become involved in the party and change it. You can't wait until now and then be like the kid who takes his ball away and goes home and, and throws a fit. Because this is these rules are not new. Like like the rules change from year to year. But none of these things are coming out of nowhere. So like if you if you're not happy with them, get involved and say, this is not, I'm a member of the Democratic Party and this is not how I want my party to run. Or I'm a member of the Republican Party and this is how I want it to be. But I, I can't take the whining about it now. Like, like I want this to be over. I don't want to drag this out anymore. Yeah, I think I think we're all ready for this nightmare to be over, this nomination process. But, you know, how does even one get involved really with their party other than registering for the party, voting, 
maybe going to city council meetings. I mean, these are things that are coming to the top of my mind. But if I want to go to, say, Wasserman and say, I don't like how this is being run this year, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to go about that. You can just call them. I mean, like, you you can donate to the party. You don't have to donate a lot, but you can donate to the party. You can inform yourself about who's running to be a delegate. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I just actually uh, uh, did early voting yesterday for Maryland. Um, my uh, my state's primary is uh, on Tuesday. And, like, I learned a little bit about each of the delegates before I decided who I was going to vote for. And you see who they're pledged to if they're a Democrat. Um you can actually get more involved if you, you can, you know, try to be a delegate yourself. You can become more involved in terms of, um, you know, going to meetings throughout the year, volunteering to help, you know, register people, trying to get people organized. There's lots of ways. And if, and the thing about people that are in politics is they love talking to people about it. So if you're interested in it and you want to know about it, go ask your, you know, your local D and Triple C, or your, you know, you know, find out who your GOP um, contacts are for your region, and just and just get in there. And if you don't like any of it, I mean, it's there are other parties. Granted, this is like you know the two main parties are Democratic and Republican, um, but there are other parties you can join or even try to start. Um, I'm not saying this is perfect. Like none of this is perfect, right? Right. But it's clear from the beginning, like it's a Democratic, rep, you know, um, nominee and a Republican nominee. And so those the parties get to have a say in how this is run, even if you don't like how it happens. So yeah, I think I think that there's been a lot of things that have been mismanaged. And if I were if I were in upper ranks in the Republican Party, I'd be a little worried because I think they're headed for a shit show in Cleveland, um, or in Cleveland or Cincinnati. I think it's Cleveland, right? Cleveland. Like, I mean, you have a lot of threats happening about if Donald you know, Trump doesn't, doesn't get the nomination if they do something that seems shifty to take it away from him. Um, but this is difficult. Like this is, this is never an an easy or neat process. It's not fun watching the, seeing the sausage getting made. If you don't like it, you know, get in there and get your hands dirty and, and help out. Like America is just really weird and really big. And it shouldn't be a surprise that every state and every party does things a little bit differently because there's not, the parties aren't run by the government, right? Like there right. are countries where that's the case, where the party is synonymous with the government, but that's not how it is here. So it's not like you can appeal to your governor, you can appeal to the president and say, I don't like how this party is run. Get involved in the party if you don't like it. Some states have caucuses, which is like, to me, so onerous. I mean, you have to really, really, really love being involved in the democratic process to be involved in a caucus. Yeah, that I agree. That seems like a complete nightmare to, to an outsider, right? I mean, that that's yeah. great that that's the process that they choose and that they want to be that involved. But I look at that and go, it's right, a lot I can, of work. Yeah, I know. I, I don't even want to, I don't even want to wait in line to vote at the end of the day. So I go to the polls <laughs> at like six in the morning to avoid that crap. Right. So the caucus just sounds like a nightmare. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and it's, it's democracy in action, but that's, some states have primaries, some states have winner take all and some are proportional and super delegates are different for the Democrats than they are for the, the Republicans. And none of this, none of this is like conducted in secrecy. It is confusing, right? And it is like a lot of details and it's, and a lot of it seems to make no sense whatsoever, but this is not all being done shadily to keep one person out or another. It's people are imperfect and they've developed an imperfect way to pick out who best represents, you know, the platform of their party and what they want their party to be. 
and let's just get this part over with and move on. I really can't take much more. I'll, I'll second that. I'll second the getting this part over with with a drink here. Yes, yes. So that's my nomination. All of the people whining about the primary process, even though sometimes I'm one of them. <laughs> that's my nomination for this week in Jack Asprey. What's yours? Well, my nomination this week is Snapchat. And maybe not for the usual reasons that people bash uh, this app, but I don't know about you, Adrian. Are you a big Snapchat user? I am not. Okay, I, I not. use it occasionally, and that's probably because I'm what the main Snapchat users would call an old. So and I'm so old, I'm not even on it. <laughs> so I, I use it occasionally. I play around with some of the filters, things like that. But mainly, it's you know, I'll snap with a couple of friends who use it. Sometimes my kids. And so I will experiment with some of Snapchat's filters where you can overlay something over the top of your face, do some fun things in that area. So yesterday, cool. we're recording this on April 21st. Yesterday, April 20th, was 420 day in which uh, marijuana... Yeah, 420? <laughs> 420 day. So enthusiasts of um, marijuana you know, celebrate the day. And Snapchat honored this with a special filter. And that filter was... Bob Marley. So very nice. Yeah, so there's a, there's a few problems here. Number 1, they've sort of reduced Bob Marley to a pothead. I mean, it, yeah. is that is that really what his life and his legacy is that Should he be emblematic of 420? Right, exactly. So so that's one problem here that that I think is a a reason for a Jack Astor <laughs> nomination. But I think the the bigger issue here and and many critics are calling Snapchat out for this is that the filter actually not only puts dreads on you, but it also changes your skin color. It makes it makes your skin darker. So I'm someone, cringing. <laughs> yeah. So for someone with light, pale, pasty skin like myself, mm-hmm. it's it's the modern digital equivalent of putting on blackface because now, oh yeah, I know. So now not only do I have dreads, but I'm but I'm black, and so. To be fair to Snapchat, they created this in partnership with Bob Marley's estate. So they signed off on this. Okay. But they have to anticipate the reaction here that, you know, every everybody who... And it's, it's not like it just replaces your face with Bob Marley. It's sure. just you, but darker and in dreads. Mm. So I think that's a good reason to call Snapchat out for jackassery. It's, it's pretty insensitive, to say the least, but... I don't know. Blackface? I I mean, that is, that's generally, you know, where you do not tread. (laughs) No, you you don't, you don't tread there. Um, And, and yeah, it does look like, it does make you look like Bob Marley. So mission accomplished, Snapchat. You know, I think for a couple of reasons. One, like, like I said before, just the reduction of his legacy and then also the blackface. I'm calling um, Jack Astor here, but I don't think this is going to really impact Snapchat in any way. I don't think the kids are going to suddenly yeah. give up Snapchat and go, hey, let's go over to Facebook. That place is fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I'm like this is this is one day. It does seem, it do, yeah, it does, it does make me, I, I am prone to cringing anyway. Like I get very, you know, I, I feel the awkwardness. Um, and I, uh, I, I just can't imagine that, that they didn't see this. I mean, this is like when we talked about, um, when, um, Bud Light was, you know, doing that campaign about taking no out of your vocabulary, like, right. did they ever step back from it and be like, how is this going to look to people? You know, like, how is this? And I guess, I, you know, I could see them not thinking about 
not thinking about the disparagement of Bob Marley because his estate was all in favor of it. So I can kind of I can kind of understand why they that didn't factor as much into their equation. But like blackface just is not that's not cool. You don't you don't do it. You don't do that. You know, I, I, I this this makes me think of a great money making opportunity for Twitter to boost its revenue. Twitter should have like a private you know, section of Twitter where brands can put out these, you know, some of their big campaigns and let people react to them in a way that, you know, this this is our Twitter test group now where people can react and go, Bud Light, really? Snapchat, (laughs) really? It's like Seth and Amy will come on and go, really? (laughs) Really? Really? I know. Huge money-making opportunity. I I really like that idea. Right. You, You agree to be part of this testing group in Twitter. What mm-hmm. if this is like the Vegas version of Twitter? What happens here stays here. Brands, safe space for brands to Wait, screw when up. did Twitter become the Las Vegas of social media? What happens <laughs> Twitter stays on Twitter? I, yeah, I don't think that's Twitter at all, right? Ew. <laughs> okay, well, that that is, that's my jackassery nomination for this week. So why okay. don't we take a, uh, thank you. Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, we'll do some more drinking and talk about Excellent. what's driving us to drink this week. If you're a regular reader of the Snap Download, then you know that there's a lot that drives us to drink each and every week. The reasons might change from one week to the next. Political jackassery plays a recurring role, of course, but sometimes tech pops up, sometimes news. There's never really a shortage of things that drives us to drink. So, Shane, what are you drinking this week, and who or what is driving you to drink? I am drinking a delicious IPA from a local brewery, Fate Brewery, here in Arizona. I picked up a... um, Yeah, Fate. They're a nice local brewery, I don't know, five or so miles from my house, and you can take one of those... um, uh, growlers, yeah, that's, that's a word for it. One of those growlers home, and so nice. I filled one of those home, and so now I have a frosty pint of beer while we record, which is wonderful. Excellent. So I got so focused on my beer. I fr- oh, what's driving you to drink? What's that's driving right. you to drink? This beer is very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, unfortunately today, as we're recording this, the news has been breaking about the passing of Prince, oh. and. uh I'd be lying if I if I said that wasn't driving me to drink this week. I don't know about how big of an, uh, a role Prince played in your childhood, whether you're a fan, whether oh, you know he sort of influenced your worldview in any way. But he was certainly someone that I looked up to and admired quite a bit. I, I, I when I, I heard the news, like what somebody told me at work, like have you seen this? I'm like, no. I I thought it had to be wrong. Like how can this? Like he's he's Prince. I you know, know like. He's Prince. I don't know how you can, I don't know how this can, this can happen. He doesn't seem quite mortal. Like he just, yeah. Yeah, definitely larger than life. I mean, you know, when, when I saw the first tweets about, you know, um, emergency responders on the way to his residence, I just, I mean, you never want anyone to die. So it's not like I wanted someone else to be dead, but I still remember just thinking, please don't let it be actually Prince. Please actually don't let it be Prince. You know, I was let it but, be a mistake. Like, let him figure out how to, like, flatline. You know, like, I, like I wouldn't put anything, by, you know, past him. Like, how how is this possible that he has actually, like, left the mortal coil? I know. And and it 
only 57 years of age, too. It's far too early to, to for Prince to leave us. And, you know, he was still creating great art, even at this age. How many age. albums did he release in the past 18 months? Like, oh, it was like four. I know. It was incredible. And he's still doing great work, still was such a fantastic performer. I mean, I, I don't remember the quote exactly, but I remember some at one point someone asked Eric Clapton once, what does it feel like to be the greatest guitar player in the world? And his response was, I don't know, go ask Prince. You know, he right that's on. that's how fantastic Prince was. And the bigger thing about Prince was, you know, he he was so different and he was just such his own person, not only in yeah. how he expressed himself in his music, but just how he lived his life, how he dressed, just everything about Prince just conveyed that message. It's cool to be different. Yeah. I'm different and I'm confident about it. And it was such an inspiration to everyone. I just, gosh, Prince was amazing. Yeah. I, I, I really can't wrap my, wrap my brain around this. He's just all the, the yeah, the music just, all of it. Love it. I know. Like, I still, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. I just, I, I, I mean, I, I just, in his whole life, like everything you said, he's just, God, I, you know, I, I was thinking about when I was driving home was, um, I don't know how much Dave Chappelle show you watched, but when Charlie Murphy did the true Hollywood story with Prince, where he was yes. like, Prince challenged him to a game of basketball. And he's like, blouses versus shirts. And <laughs> Prince totally kicked their ass like all of their asses and he made them pancakes like and that's like every like prince is just multi-dimensional multi-faceted you can't put him in a box you can't you can't label him and make him something you can't as soon as you think you understand everything about him he pulls something else out and he's like he, he's just phenomenal yeah just, he he really is i still remember being a <clears throat> kid you know, playing a tennis racket on my bed, doing air guitar with a tennis racket. <laughs> and I and I still remember a, a you know, babysitter, because I was older but quite not, not not old enough to be on my own, just telling me how bad Prince sucked and whatever, and just what? really, re yeah, just reeling against Sky. And I still remember just going, I don't know, I like him. And right? because, you know, Prince just gave, like, everybody that confidence that, like, like what you whatever. like, be what you are, don't give a shit what anyone else thinks. Sorry, Adrian's mom. Um, but, <laughs> but you be you, and that's cool. I would be cursing at this point in time, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think Prince is passing. It's okay to curse. But, um, you know, a, a legend, he'll, he'll definitely be missed. And I think one of the interesting things today is, of course, everybody is reacting. All they want to do is fire up Spotify, fire up YouTube, Oh, play yeah. play Prince songs, and Prince doesn't make his music available. So he was a big advocate for artist rights and you know fighting mm -hmm. against the, the the business of streaming and and how it um, how it didn't really compensate artists appropriately. So I thought that was a an interesting last. Um, oh yeah, you know, I'm busting comment. out. I'm busting out my CD. So I went actually like. This past New Year's Eve, my friends Mitch and Eric threw a Prince-themed New Year's Eve party that I was kind of responsible for the theme because I said, oh, we're going to party like it's 1999. <laughs> and Mitch said, oh, is it a Prince theme? And um, so we had a Prince-themed party and um, we got uh, Prince CDs. It's like a, you know, Happy New Year. So I'm going to be listening to some of that later and, and reminiscing about all the great music and and just what a force of life and uh, inspiration and creativity and just, you know, a 
force of nature that Prince is. Prince was. Yeah, Prince is. Yeah. Prince is and always will be. I think I might go buy some Prince music this evening just to listen to. Just download something, enjoy this IPA a little bit more, and listen Mm -hmm. to uh, some of his best work. So that's definitely driving me to drink today. How about you, Adrian? What's driving you to drink, and what are you drinking? So I am drinking a nice uh, frosty vodka gimlet, and uh, it's quite tasty. And I am drinking, you know, since it's green and green, I'm drinking over the brouhaha over changing our currency. Ha ha ha. Yeah, so there's been quite a bit of movement happening this week, um, and it's really just, I, I'm just over it. Like, the will they or won't they when it came to talking about changing the $10 bill, um, you know, because... We can't change the $10 bill after Hamilton became a huge success. Um, the, I, I really, I was excited about putting a, putting a woman on the, the 10 or the 20 mm-hmm. as it is, but everything about it just makes me want to slap everybody. Like all, every, like the, the inability, like remember back to the GOP presidential debate when I forget which one it was. It might have been CNN when they asked the candidates to name an American woman who should be from the currency. And like, right. I think it was Jeb Bush, God bless his little heart, who said Margaret Thatcher. And they were all suggesting their wives and their mothers. And, you know, that's so, just so precious. Um, but finally, I miss yes. Jeb. Like, I miss I, Jeb. I do miss Jeb. <laughs> Nation point question mark. Uh, yeah, so to, so this week we found out that finally, yes, we're going to change the $20 bill and we're going to give it to Harriet Tubman. Um, but we're still keeping Andrew Jackson on the back. Like, we women can't even get their whole own bill. We, you know, God forbid we should have the whole thing. Right and, now, aren't, aren't they putting other women on the back of it too? I mean, so Jackson's not the only <clears throat> person on the back, right? I don't know. I don't know if he's not the only person, but like there's going to be one that's going to have um, civil rights icons on the back, okay. and one that's going to have women um, suffragists on the back. But for the twenty, we can't have just women on it. It has to have Andrew Jackson, um, and Harriet Tubman is not like I. I think it's phenomenal that we are recognizing her, but it seems a little strange because she is was not the exactly the biggest proponent of capitalism. Like the work that she did trying to free people from slavery, like from a, from a, from a capitalist society that was founded and was, you know, propelled and fueled by slavery. That feels a little weird. Slight bit of irony there. Slight bit of irony. Um, and of course people on the internet are losing their damn minds over this. Like there was actually people that were saying, could they find a better picture of Harriet Tubman where she's smiling? Oh, she needs to smile more, huh? I know. Like, look at all the, I, I'm, I was going to say a very bad word, but, you know, in case my mother does listen to this later, I won't say it. Look at all those rat bastards. That, they're not smiling. Like, are you serious? That's that's your comment? That's that's what you're saying about this? And then after all this is said and done, we don't even know when this bill is going to come out. It won't come out before 2020 because that's when the, um, the new, like, harder to uh, counterfeit version of the $10 bill is going to come out with Hamilton still in, still in place. Mm. So all of this for at least three to four years before we even get to see Harriet Tubman sharing the bill with freaking Andrew Jackson. It's just, ah. Well, let's just hope the the picture they put of, or the image they put of Andrew Jackson in the back, let's just hope he's smiling because I don't yes. think he's, he didn't have enough of a smile or any smile at all in the front. So maybe they yeah, can I find mean, a better image of him. 
find a day when he got to slaughter like a bunch of indigenous people and that should have made him happy and then you know get that picture be great <laughs> there you go nice smiling andrew jackson well I, yep. I definitely think that that's a good reason to drink as well absolutely do we really need reasons though we don't we don't but it makes us feel better so and it makes our our listeners feel better to have good reasons to drink so i i cheers you with your ipa and i i raise my gimlet to you salute same here so speaking of um speaking of things that make us all happy we'll be right back with rad or bad Now let's play Rad or Bad. Longtime listeners know that this is the game that we do every episode where we take uh, stories from current events and we fire them off. We take turns each episode. Last episode, Adrian, you fire them off at me for my Rad or Bad takes. So yep. this time... I've picked some topic, some current event topics, and I'm going to fire them over to you for your quick rat or bad takes. So you ready? I am ready. All right. Let's have some fun. First up, Elizabeth Warren tearing Ted Cruz a new one on Twitter. Rat or bad? I kind of feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a weird place for me to be because I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Senator Cruz, but like he almost seemed somewhat human like in talking about the downside of running for president and he doesn't usually seem human. So yeah, I understand why she went after him and said that he was being whiny, but like, I think there's other things that he does that are far worse. I, I, I'm going to call this one bad. Okay. I agree. Being the Zodiac killer is far worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up chances that the GOP nominee for president is anyone but Donald Trump, rad or bad? Oh, bad. It's happening. I really? Mean, none of us thought this day would come. Remember remember when we had, like, I might even been in one of our first podcasts when we are talking about Jeb Bush <laughs> being That's one right. of the presumed nominee, you know, the presumptive nominee. But this train has left the station. I don't uh, know. I, I don't know. It's. It, I still think if he falls short of the 1237 delegates... There's going to be shenanigans and somebody else will end up in that slot. But who knows? Who knows? I look so you're forward to seeing that. that. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a, a boatload of fun. <laughs> All right. Next, the ROI uh, of the FBI paying $1 million to hack the San Bernardino killer's iPhone. Rad or bad? So I hate to be negative again, but I'm going to say bad because, you know, $1 million. And so far, I think they said that they didn't really get much from it. And now we're all not certain about the integrity of, of Apple and of the latest iPhone. So I, it doesn't seem to be worth the million dollars. Yeah, this is badness all around today, huh? Yeah. Okay, next up, John Kasich's blunt commentary on why he opposes statehood for Washington, D.C. Rad or bad from Kasich? Rad. So, of course, you know, like, I'm not saying that, that the opposition of D.C. statehood is rad. Right. I'm saying that the fact that John Kasich actually came out and bluntly said, I don't want it to be a state because it'd be even more Democrats. That's pretty damn rad that he actually said that. He's He's been the more, 
I'm not mealy mouthed. He's been the more nuanced and like civilized discussion and like really compared to the other two, right? So the fact that he actually just let it all hang out and said, nope, I don't want them to be a state because it'd be too many Democrats. Yeah, that, that is kind of rad. That's almost something you expect Trump to just say. Exactly. I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next chances that Elizabeth Warren ends up as Secretary Clinton's vice president pick, assuming that Clinton is the Democratic nominee for president, rad or bad? I This one, I don't know. Um. Going I'm gonna say rad. This? I'm gonna say rad. Like okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know that the chances are really that good, because there's not been this like love fest between Secretary Clinton and Senator Warren. Um, she never endorsed her, and 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 loyalty is important to the Clintons. So I, I don't know about that. But like, would it be awesome to not just have you know the first female president, but the first female vice president as well? Like, yes, rad. So I'm gonna cross my fingers and and hope that. God smile upon us and let this magical thing happen. But yeah, I'll say rad. Yeah, that'd be pretty exciting. I think it would energize the Democratic base for sure. That would be, and, and that alone would be exciting. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, next item, pea milk, rad or bad? <laughs> what? And I don't mean pee pee. I mean peas <laughs> and the little you green made me things. snort it so hard that it actually hurt. <laughs> What the hell is this nonsense? What is <laughs> well, pea milk? Well, you know, we've got almond milk, we've got soy milk, we've got flaxseed milk, we've got coconut milk, and now a new company is introducing pea milk, which will be in stores around the nation, especially Whole Foods, on May 2nd. You going to drink some pea milk on, on May 2nd? Bad. They better name it something else. Bad. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe if this... I didn't know that's what it was. Pea milk? They gotta rebrand that shit. Well, may... <laughs> Maybe this will be what's driving us to drink in a few weeks. Oh my god, and not, I'm not, I don't care what kind of alcohol you put in it, I'm not drinking that. And not, pea milk better not show up in any of my cocktails. <laughs> ah, gross. Okay, how about this one? The Bunyadi, London's new nude restaurant. Rad or bad? You gonna go to the Oh my god. That's the sign the apocalypse is coming. And it's totally bad. There's nothing rad about that. That's the, seriously, looking at a whole bunch of naked English people does not, even Americans, nobody. <laughs> I don't want to eat. That makes me, that's actually, you know what? I changed my vote. This is rad if it's meant to not make people, make people not want to eat. Like if this uh, is a diet movement, rad. Yeah, I, I, not appetizing at all. I, but you're right. You know, there's an obesity ep epidemic in oh, America. Like, think, this think this about should be that. An, an, an English export to this country. Oh, that's so gross. What does bunyadi mean? Like, terrible idea. Like, hairy man nuggets. Like, I, these are terrible. This is terrible. I, I think bunyadi means all I can think of while I'm eating this ham is your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh, my God. Yuck. Okay. So, <laughs> Last one. Rad or bad, the NBA announcing that it will move the 2017 NBA All-Star Game out of the state of North Carolina if North Carolina keeps its anti-LGBTQ law. Rad. This is just rad. There, I think we've seen 
a lot of moves by savvy businesses that real savvy businesses and artists that realize what you know this kind of legislating this kind of discrimination and hate is not what we want to be known for that's not how we want to live our lives and i think that north carolina tennessee if these states want to do this kind of crap then they can be prepared to deal with the repercussions yeah yeah definitely agree so well i enjoyed that this week that that's all for this week's rad or bad so i look forward to our next episode where you fire off some topics at me and maybe we'll find out more about this new nude restaurant and like the impact it's having on obesity rates and i'm month. thinking the nude restaurant and the pea milk this is not <laughs> going to be the last time we talk about these things oh no more. i'm not hungry now i don't want to have dinner <laughs> well at least we have drinks <laughs> at least we have drinks all right we'll be right back after the break to talk about some proof that everything doesn't suck in the world to something good in the world in our final segment called proof that everything doesn't suck shane please tell me that you found some proof that not everything in the world is total suckage this week i have found some proof but this is more of a personal um story really rather than a news item or anything okay and, and it's a tech thing i can't believe we haven't talked about tech that much in this episode i, know. I guess there's a little bit of snapchat but not bit. that much tech right so i'm gonna go with the apple pencil and its usability on the iPad Pro. Oh. And so I guess more generally styluses, because other companies make is it styluses or styli? I don't even know the right. I think styluses. 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 Yeah. Right. So I'll go with styluses. You know, back in 2010, uh, Steve Jobs famously said, if you see a stylus, they blew it when talking about, you know, other companies that were producing tablets and phones that you would mm -hmm. use a stylus on. And so this is not something that Jobs really would have liked, at least not back in 2010, right? No. So, but early, earlier, or I guess last weekend, I, I picked up an iPad Pro and I decided to get rid of pen and paper. I'm taking all my notes at work. You know, if I, if I go really? to, uh, yeah, meeting at school, there's no more pencil and paper. I'm using the notes app and I'm writing out everything by hand because I, I've read that you know, retention is still better if you write everything out by hand as opposed to typing. Sure. So, but it was great. I was in a meeting earlier this week. I was taking notes during the meeting, had sort of a side conversation with a coworker after the meeting ended about, you know, something that we were doing online. And so I was able to just sort of sketch it out and almost put up like a on the spot wireframe. We adjusted it, erased some things, moved it around. So from a productivity perspective, it was great. But I think the, the even more interesting thing is the the, the impact that the Apple Pencil and the iPad Pro has had on uh, our family life at home at night. You know, our, our kids love playing games on, you know, not only iOS games, but Xbox games, etc. Sure. But like a lot of kids are super interested in technology. So they're looking at this going, well, what is this, Dad? You know, show us this. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I've downloaded some different apps like... Um, Procreate is a like an art app where you can create different, you know, um, pieces of art. And there's uh, the app called Paper by 53. 
And it's amazing to see how they've taken to this now and about how they're intensely interested in drawing and using paintbrush effects with the stylus and in in creating now more than consuming. Mm -hmm. And so they're also very interested now in utilizing iMovie to make movies. And the iPad with the larger screen is great for that relative to, say, the iPhone. And so we've come up with a new rule in our house where we used to be very strict about trying to limit their screen time. Say, okay, mm -hmm. you can only have X number of minutes of screen time, and that's it. You know, uh, we've we've had a change in our house now where we say, okay, 30-minute rule is still in effect for screen time in terms of consumption mm -hmm. on a daily basis. So your consumption time is limited to 30 minutes, but your creation time, as long as your homework is done, that's unlimited. So oh, if, you cool. go, if you want to go create things, if you want to make movies, if you want to draw if you want to practice using different layers and sort of a sophisticated art app to create something unique, go for it. And they have. They've really embraced it. And now they don't they don't really miss playing video games. They don't really miss watching television. They're so interested in utilizing these different apps and the stylus to create something new that it's really changed our evening routine. And and so, you know, I know that uh, a stylus may may have been a sign in the past that the company blew it, so to speak. But um, I think it's some proof that everything doesn't suck because it's really remarkable how it's empowering creativity, especially in children. Yeah, and I mean, it's, that sounds really, like, just amazing just to watch and see, like, what your boys come up with. Like, one of my, like when you were first started talking about taking notes, one of my questions was going to be, like, well, what about doodling? Because I am an intensive doodler, especially in meetings. Um, it's kind of a defense mechanism to make sure I don't get so angry I stab people with my pen. <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a heavy doodler and the idea that you could like just make something totally new and, and kind of amazing and you're not limited at all. Like, like you know, that's, it's just what you can think of. That's, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. It's super cool. And I, I doodle too. So I'll, I'll doodle during the meeting <clears> and then erase it later. Um, it's, you know, it's great from a productivity perspective, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. but um, very, very happy with, with that so far. So that's I think my it's proof. Great that you're encouraging that kind of creativity too. Yeah. It's, it's nice, nice to see. And it's it, now we're interacting again. Whereas if it's a video game, they don't really want to talk to me when they're playing their game. Oh yeah. But, but now because I have experience, maybe not in the certain apps they're using, but in say a desktop equivalent, like Adobe Photoshop and they go, dad, what's a layer? How do I use layers? Well, why is this not happening when I draw? Because, well, you're trying to do this on a layer that's underneath, you know, what uh, the layer that's currently on screen. So here's how you move it. Here's how you do that. So now it's this creative collaboration and dialogue that was missing at night because I at least have some relevant skills in this area or some <laughs> some knowledge, yeah. I guess. So it's uh, it's, you know, sort of a relationship booster as well, I guess. It's great. Cool. So that's my proof that everything doesn't suck in the world this week. How about yours? You mentioned you have two. I'm excited to hear what they are. I have two, and they're they're very different. So the first is Chinese philanthropy. Um, this week, the founder of the IT and social media uh, tech giant Tencent in China donated 100 million shares to a new charity that he's a charity fund that he's creating to support educational, medical, and environmental causes in the country. And this about is about $2 billion, which is one of the largest charitable gifts in China's history. So China is like just amazingly 
fast in terms of growing billionaires and, and super wealthy. But philanthropy has fallen kind of behind. Like that's not, it's not like a thing of Chinese culture to, to donate lots of money. Um, and it's not like, it's, I don't want to make it sound like that's, you know, that they're selfish because that's not it. It's just, it's a different way of thinking about things and like in terms of who's responsible for whom and how you help, how, how you help each other. And I think this is representing like kind of a sea change in how Chinese people think about, um, you know, what they can do for each other outside of what the state does for them. And, you know, so this is great that uh, Tencent is getting involved. And like before this, we had uh, Alibaba, which is kind of China's Amazon. Right. Their, their founders, Jack Ma and Joe Tsai, donated about $3 billion in 2014. So they're amassing huge, just huge quantities of wealth. But they're actually trying to do a lot of really good things in a country that really needs it. So um, that's my first one. And then my second one is closer to home. And it's uh, the store Target, or Target, depending on your pronunciation, <laughs> has, been, has been taking a stand for inclusion in LGBTQ rights by publicly saying that trans employees and customers can use restrooms and fitting rooms consistent with their gender identity. Um, okay. We talked I don't a little think bit Ted earlier. Ted Cruz is going to shop there, is he? I, I think he might not. And we talked a little <laughs> bit earlier that they're, you know, about with North Carolina. Um, this, I like that they're proactive, that they're kind of standing up against states that are trying to, or like being as discriminatory as possible um, by scaring worried parents with pretend stories of trans people who look like, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show attacking young daughters in restrooms, which is all bullshit. Like, there's no evidence of any right. of this nonsense. So I think that Target. Um, you know, and they've taken a lot of flack for this. They've had a lot of like, uh, social media hate directed towards them and people saying they're never going to shop there again. And, um, with really, really terribly spelled and grammatically incorrect messages <laughs> about this. But I, I think this is great that we have, we, we see, we see some negative things from corporations. So it's nice to see some good things. And in this case, I think we have a really good one from Target who's saying we, we value people as people. We value our employees, our customers, and we're not going to, we're not going to try, we're not going to try to make, we're not going to make people uncomfortable by saying that, like, if you are identifying as a woman, that you need to go into a, a man's best restroom. Like, there's right. no, the danger that people say is lurking there is, has not been borne out by any actual facts. It's just been borne out by fear mongering and hate. So I think Target and Chinese philanthropy are my my two proof, you know, my two points that prove that this week not everything in the world is total crap. Those are good picks. So, yay Target, yay Chinese philanthropists and yay Apple this week. Yeah. Yay yeah, creativity. Right. Yay creativity. Well, I've once again I've really enjoyed speaking with you. It's been fun to record again. It's always fun to talk with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, Thank you, every, thank you all for listening to this episode of This Week in Jackassery. Please give us a good rating in iTunes, your favorite podcast app, and look forward to our next episode. Thank you all. Thanks.